Hello and welcome to the British English Podcast with your host, Charlie Baxter. Today, we're going to have a conversation with somebody who is in the process of moving back to the UK. And I said back there because they are British. They were born and raised in the UK. You've heard of them before. He's been on my show many times. He's the one and only rock and roll star, Martin Johnston. Hello, Martin. How are you doing? Not bad, Charlie. Thanks for having me on again. Always a pleasure. Lovely stuff. So we wasted no time at all and we started recording to catch the real English in the conversation. We haven't spoken properly for, I'd say, four months, maybe? Three, three months, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And in that time, you've attempted to move back to the UK. You're back in the Sicily. The perfect word. <laughs> <laughs> You're back in Sicily. So can you tell me what's going on right now? Who would have guessed But moving country is actually really difficult? Um, so we moved back to the UK. I mean, thinking about it, in hindsight, it was a very stupid thing because we moved back on the 24th of December. And then obviously that's kind of a busy time of year, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, because you have Christmas and New Year. Did you have the, um, the song, We're Driving Home for Christmas, baby, kind of? Uh, yeah, but we just had to move driving, like change that for flying. Yeah. And yeah, had that. And then, well, ma mainly because we wanted to obviously have Christmas in England because like obviously like the pandemic and stuff haven't been able to go back so much and so then we thought okay then we'll go over then and we'll stay over but very quickly obviously looking for a place to rent and yeah between christmas and new year as you can imagine that's not so easy oh yeah um so you, you kind of have to wait for everything to go back to normal and then This episode comes with a free worksheet over on the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com. So grab that and you can listen along whilst using it. I think because maybe we're just used to how things are in Sicily or I just don't remember how or what's involved with renting a place in the UK, but there were so many like checks and it was just lots of boring stuff so when i was going into agencies so they say right okay how much do you want to spend blah 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 and they say okay so are you working at the moment and so then i would respond well i'm self-employed and immediately it would be like oh like, <laughs> like we don't like that and then like it's okay like i can cover the rent no problem and they say okay well we need your last three years of tax returns and i was like well i've, I've only been officially self-employed for less than a year and in another country and then they were like okay <laughs> like really sort of looking at me like i was an alien wow this is actually really useful information for me because yeah i'll be facing the same kind of doubt <laughs> in about a year or so yeah um, and then to make things even worse they said uh, like, will you be living in the property alone? And I said, well, no, my wife and daughter are coming over as well. And they were like, okay, so, because when I said I'm coming over, because I, I wanted to make out that they weren't with me at that point because I was going alone and I I wanted to make out they were still in Italy and they were going to come back, but really they were in England as well because I thought I'll rent it in my name, yeah, do everything there and then they can move over. And then they said, right, okay, well, she's going to have to be here on the day you're moving and then when i said that she was italian they said 
because obviously now with Brexit, you need a visa. They said, has she got her visa? And we went in October to get the visa. It should be any day. And again, just had that face of like, hmm. And the, the other thing, which again, I didn't know, apparently this is because of the pandemic, because lots of people working in London that are now working like from home and will continue working from home or maybe they'll have to go to the office one or two times a week are all moving out of London because London's obviously much more expensive and going to like the areas near London one of which is Chelmsford in Essex which is where I'm from so there's like a really high demand for rented properties and then when we were going to see a property they said for example okay so like 25 people have seen it already. 10 have said yes. So if you're interested, we'll put your name on the list of the yes list, let's call it. And then we will give the yes list to the landlord and they will make a decision of like who is the best person. And for everything I just explained, pretty sure we were at the bottom of that list. So you you can't get that person's details and, you know, wine and dine them maybe or... Yeah, like send him a nice bottle of wine or something like that. No, uh, unfortunately not. And luckily we we managed it because there was a point when, honestly, I was thinking, I don't think this is going to be possible. Wow. And it, it's quite de- it's quite demoralising as well because obviously we were staying at my mum's, which, you know, with a wife and child can be quite stressful anyway. Although, does that not help? Sorry to interrupt, but does that not help the fact that you've got a hand in helping with your child how old is your baby yeah uh nearly one maybe by the time this podcast comes comes out she'll be one uh, birthday's on valentine's day in case you're interested easy to remember it helps with that but you know we had essentially gone from living in a very large apartment to living in a room basically and you like you know where your stuff is and then we were kind of basically living out of a suitcase on top of that, obviously, I was trying to work. And then you have to go out and see houses. You go and see the house and they say again, OK, well, you know, wh- one place they said, well, I called and they said, OK, well, 47 people are before you. Do you want me to like arrange a viewing for after to put you number 48? And I was like, well, I mean, you can give me a ring if 47 people say no. I mean, if 47 people say no, there's probably something <laughs> wrong with the property anyway. So, yeah, there it was quite demoralizing and kind of thinking i just i don't think this is going to work wow. but then luckily we kind of like a friend of a friend kind of thing spoke to them and then they took us around to see a property that wasn't on the market yet that nobody had seen so there there weren't 47 people in the queue uh-huh. and then so then we said yes okay we'll take this and then they then said it will be ready at the end of february early march so we thought let's go back to sicily we still have 90 percent of our stuff here and also now trying to work out how to move stuff because we i mean we've only lived here for a few years i think four years so we've got everything that's kind of like brand new i mean we bought a new couch like in august (laughs) and that was obviously quite a lot of money and so you kind of think well this place we're going to is go- is unfurnished. Right. So you kind of think, do I want to buy another couch? I mean, I bought one of those in August. It's not something you, you don't normally buy two in six months, do you? No. Yeah. It's a good quality couch. Is it an L? 
by any chance? It's yeah, it's one of the elves. Yeah, yeah, it's an L. Good call. Good call. Yeah, it's I love it. A real beauty. Um, but so yeah, would very much like to bring that. But the problem is now moving things. So yeah, we've been speaking to quite a lot of people about like international transport. People come round and they have like a little clipboard and. It is strange. You send them pictures on WhatsApp of what you want to bring, and then they come around to look at it, and then you, you think, "Well, kind of probably just saw this from the picture." And then what they also do is they send they first of all from the WhatsApp quote say, "Okay, yeah, no, you haven't got that much stuff. It will be like probably like two and a half, three thousand. And it's like, "Okay, that sounds good." And then they come around and they say, "Oh, I think it'd probably be like eight or ten And you're like, well, "That's okay." A big <laughs> exactly here's the door okay well it depends how much stuff you've got but we used to live in germany and we decided to leave our stuff in the uk whilst we lived in australia and then when we go back to australia our stuff will still be there so if that does that make sense say so you used to live in germany yes and you so you moved your stuff from germany to the uk yes and so then when you come back from australia your stuff you still have in the uk exactly we've put it in storage we've actually put it right. in my grandfather's garage who's recently deceased okay. so I, I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> there but okay uh, well sorry to hear that no yeah it's, he, he had a good innings um but thank you for saying that yeah i feel like maybe what we did might might be interesting for you so i um i looked at quite a few um men with vans or uh okay man, man with a man, a man. That, yeah. that's such a great yeah term isn't it yeah and they were quoting about two thousand euros i think maybe a bit less for a full like proper white van kind of size you know i i know that mm. there's probably terms that you're aware of right now long wheel based is that one i think so right i actually i actually don't know my all of these terms are i'm hearing in italian anyway so. oh wow yeah of course okay yeah what would any idea what that would be in italian well i mean i say i'm hearing my wife's taking care of that <laughs> stuff so. <laughs> anyway so they were quoting this and then we actually got stacy my partner's parents to hire a van from the uk drive it over to nuremberg and then we packed up and then we flew them home and we drove it home because we didn't want them to do back and forth. But they were excited yeah. to do the road trip. I don't know if you've got any willing friends or family that would be willing to do a little tro- road trip down to Sicily. I just wanted to check in with you about something. Are you one of those language learners who often thinks... Am I actually making any progress with my English? Is what I'm doing to study actually working for me? Or am I just wasting my precious time here? Well, if you think this way, then I'd like to encourage you to take action on this. Imagine how much more motivated you would be to put time and effort into your English studies if you knew that every time you studied, you would be guaranteed to be making significant progress. How much more satisfying would that be? So what do we need to do in order to find more clarity around this issue? Well, tracking your progress is a wonderful way to show evidence of your language skills having actually improved. And to track progress, the first thing you need to do is understand what level you are currently at. 
If you haven't taken a level assessment recently, then I highly recommend using my free test that will instantly tell you your level of English. Once you know this, you can start tracking your progress, which comes in many forms based on personal preference and your level of English. But that's a conversation for another time. For now, though, make sure you check your level of English with my free level checker, which is available over on thebritishenglishpodcast.com slash freebies. That is thebritishenglishpodcast.com slash F-R-E-E-B-I-E-S. Or find it in the show notes of this episode. With a ferry. Um, I have, actually, which is my dad loves stuff like that. And I was actually thinking a lot about this yesterday. And the main thing I was thinking is, God, if I did that with my dad, that would be bloody brilliant podcast material um <laughs> which is basically how i live my life these days i kind of think uh, some, something good would definitely happen and i could definitely talk about that on the podcast well that's why you got the baby isn't it yeah exactly yeah of course the whole thing that's basically why i'm moving country as well in fact uh, i said this recently because so in the last few years well so we bought this place in sicily then we got married then we had a baby and then it was kind of like well nothing's going on now so we need to kind of like shake it up a bit so yeah. let's mo- let's move country why not yeah uh, why not but so yeah my dad is quite willing for that and i would like that as well the only thing that i think is just the stress levels and as part of me thinks i would just like to pay because the good thing about some of these places they actually come like take down the furniture mm. like take it apart and then they put it all they together and then they get there and then they put it up again yeah so that sounds good like i'm not really a handyman anyway and i just yeah you know i've got a lot going on anyway and i think do i want to be spending days of like taking taking apart furniture and then there's lots of boxes and you get there and then it's i mean i'm getting a headache even just thinking about it yeah i can see i can see the veins throbbing yeah. So, yeah, it's it's about what how easy you want it to be for you. But um, mm. and uh, yeah. one other mm. important thing actually is Germany is like mainland Europe, and the problem with Sicily is Sicily is an island. So anytime we speak to someone, they immediately say it's going to cost more because you're on an island because you can just basically drive on land, you know, to like Calais in France from Germany, and then over you go kind of thing but sicily you need you need to, there needs to be some kind of other ferry involved at some point yes yeah but i, I imagine there's frequent ferries going between oh yeah that it, it's it's not a problem it just costs more and is um it just uh, adds a little bit more stress to it and another new problem which i assume you didn't have is brexit because there are now the customs and you have to you have to pay a tax on 20% of the value of things you're bringing over. Yeah, that's just something else that you have to pay. Although... Wow. So you got to pay 20% of your sofa's worth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, although, admittedly, everyone that we've spoken to just says, like, just declare, like, much less. Because, I mean, like, the value of these goods is, like, secondhand. So you can say, okay, like like the washing machine for example is only worth like 
five euros anyway. So, uh, <laughs> so that's only one. Yeah. Twenty <laughs> percent <laughs> of that. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, with the sofa, you yeah. Well, they they won't believe you well, for saying that it's. A, I'm an old I'm one not sure how this well, works. I, I don't think they actually properly check, and I don't think they're too fussed anyway. I don't think they go around with a calculator. I mean, as long as you don't, you know, like pay like you say, like okay, well, everything in his work probably worth about ten euros, so I'll pay two euros taxes. As long as you pay into the hundreds, most people have said if you pay sort of around four or five hundred euros, like tax. So like, so essentially you're saying what, that it's like two, two, two and a half thousand. Like if you declare that as the total value, I mean, probably shouldn't be saying this on a, a public podcast, could I? Just in case someone's listening. <laughs> <laughs> in case the guys at yeah. Calais catch you. Like, if, if they're listeners, I'm going to be screwed once uh, I get to the border. Well, it's far less likely that people from France will be listening. Um I don't know about you, but I don't get as many mm. French learners. Actually, I've got a few in the academy, so I'm telling a lie. But uh, generally, no, I would say 100%. less French Yeah, I've people. got a, a few what as well, think? but yeah, a s- smaller number than yeah, other places in Europe, I suppose. Where's, where's your biggest, Poland, most Russia, uh, Italy, obviously. Italy, I think, mainly because like, I know lots of Italian people and they tell other people. So I would say those are the three big ones, yeah. Right, okay, yeah. I, I mentioned this to you a while ago. Uh, would you would you ever consider doing like random podcast gigs yeah. in those countries? Yeah. <laughs> Why like not? Live Again, I just think it would be, it's just something to talk about on the podcast, isn't it? It'd be a great, well, I'll talk about it on a different podcast after. But yeah, no, it'd be great. Although, yeah, the, the idea of someone coming to see me just talk does I kind of think, why would anyone want to do that? But, um, but yeah, if people if people are interested, then why not? Yeah, but it is strange that you have that in your mind. Uh, I had that in my mind until I went to a, a live podcast gig here in Sydney, and I loved it. And it was a perfect like mm. weekday evening activity to not feel hungover from the next day, but be somewhat intellectually yeah. stimulated and entertained at the same time. And I think it's I think it's a live event that's coming a long way in, in the recent years. It's, yeah. it's become a little bit. Yeah, more I, I have been to one myself I, I really as like well, it. a live podcast gig. At the beginning, they actually it was obviously one. I've mentioned this on this podcast before, my love for football. And it was a football podcast. It was the Guardian one, though. So that makes it sound a bit more sophisticated. OK, yeah. And they said, thanks for it coming does. to watch like four guys that have never actually played football talk about football and but basically we kind of i was like with my friend and we kind of looked at each other and we're <laughs> like why are we actually here like <laughs> but it was good like you said intellectually stimulating i kind of felt like oh like yeah i've just been to a uh like a show where like guardian sports writers have just been having a chat yeah sure that's me yeah yeah very sophisticated did you, did you drink <laughs> some wine with it no i don't think yeah i mean it was a or few a years board, ago right? i would imagine we had some kind of alcoholic beverage but i can't remember what exactly uh, so the guardian does that mean that you were following them before and it was their personalities that you were following or you were literally just interested in the no journey? so i've been following this podcast about the Guardian football podcast, I knew I'd, I've been following it for years and years and years and they were doing a live event and like the people on the podcast were doing it. So so we went along. So they're the same people, yeah? 
yeah yeah it wasn't just some randoms yeah <laughs> well i i i knew them let's say not personally i don't think they they didn't stop and say oh hi martin how are you put it that way but uh <laughs> <laughs> they didn't invite you on stage no on, they didn't <laughs> i'll tell you they missed the trick there though because oh i i could have given so much but yeah, they didn't. Yeah. I, I should have said, look, I've got podcasting experience as well. Well, I think that was before I started the podcast because that was a good few years ago now. Ah, yeah. How long mm. has your podcast been going? Recently had the five year anniversary, which on online terms is actually really long, isn't it? It doesn't it seem is. like that long at all. But yeah, when I talk to other people and most people are like, yeah, I've only been doing this a year, two years. I'm kind of like, oh, wow, I'm I'm a an original gangster now almost with my uh five years five years i think yeah there's obviously luke's english podcast that's been going like forever yeah 50 years and then, i think yeah exactly and yeah i don't know many other people that have been have been going for five years now so yeah it was it was in january had the had the anniversary yeah i like always i thought i'm gonna do something really big it's gonna be great and then you're always really busy it comes around and then i just had a podcast of just me talking for 37 minutes i think and uh so that was the big the big surprise <laughs> i did exactly the same on the one year birthday it was just me talking yeah yeah i'm sure it's not the biggest present for the listener so congratulations very impressive five years thanks going back to you moving to the uk what would you say you're excited about going back to the uk for what what do you feel like you've missed in the years that you've been in italy and, uh you're gagging for in the uk well i think the saying as they say there's no place like home is very much true and i mean essentially i haven't lived at home for well since i went to university so i had a year out so i was 19 when i went to university so that's like so i'm like 37 now so that's like nearly 20 years ago but i mean i've used home as like a base let's say so like you know like summers at university and other periods like moving between places maybe i've stayed like a few months but never properly lived at home for a long time and so it was just nice now going back with like you just know the area like know lots of people because i mean yeah obviously like i've been living abroad for a long time now and i do have friends here but it's not the same like my friends from home like best friends we've literally been friends since we were in primary school since we were four so it's it's not the same and so lots of them as well now obviously like similar stages in our lives we've got kids as well so like you know we do things with like families and stuff like that i would say yeah the sort of social side of things for example i was going to the gym when i was in england every day with one of my friends as well i didn't realize how cheap gyms are in england now it's ridiculous they're so really? cheap yeah how much i started with the gym which was 18.99 a month me too oh right okay it's in australia no in guildford right okay but you live in so how are you traveling from australia to guildford in england to go to, i mean i know it's cheap but when you add a flight from australia on top of that it probably gets a bit expensive it does add up yeah no the the gym has been around quite a few years oh has it right i recall okay and, i didn't uh, know this yeah when i was back from uni no right. before uni before uni so oh, right. so it's been yeah, around 2008 
Right. Wow. I, well, I've never heard of the gym. I, I mentioned this on, on my podcast that whoever came up with that name, it's like, we've got a gym. What can we call it? Right. I was trying to think of some like witty names. And someone said, what about the gym? And you know, how did you think of that name? <laughs> Genius. But you know what? It actually probably works to their favor a yeah. bit like the British English podcast. Because right. People type in British podcast. And right. Boom, they've got uh, it. They've got Same it. Same with the gym. Gym near me, the gym. Go, the gym, thanks. Yeah. Sign up, eighteen pounds. Done. Yeah. Well, so I signed up for the gym, and then I realised my friend had signed up for Pure Gym, and I thought, oh, like Pure Gym sounds even better. It's just one hundred percent gym. It's nothing but gym. Um, so then I signed up for Pure Gym, and so are uh, you collecting membership? Well, this is it because so I was part of uh, the gym. And then, so I signed up, paid for a month there. And then I signed up for Pure Gym, like started paying there. And then I came back to Sicily and joined the gym here. So essentially, I'm a member of three gyms. That's how much I love the gym. <laughs> well, we can't, we can't favour the gym by saying that. That's well, how yeah, much of course, I love of course, gyms. Gyms. Yeah, of course. Didn't think about that. But, so yeah, going back to your original question, prob- probably that is what I'm most um, looking forward to. Excellent. Guys, this is the end of part one. If you want to carry on and listen to part two and part three of this drivel, then be my guest. And uh, before we end the public part, I want to say thank you very much for getting to the end of this and definitely go check out five years worth of gold on Martin's podcast, Rock and Roll English. Uh, Yeah, Martin, thank you very much for being here for part one, but we'll see you in part two. But say goodbye to the part one listeners. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And yeah, hope to see you in part two. Cool. See you guys. We will leave it there for part one of today's episode. Thank you very much for listening up to this point. If you did want to listen to part two and part three of this conversation, then you can head over to the BritishEnglishPodcast.com and check out the premium podcast or academy memberships. The premium podcast gives you access to the full conversation along with extended glossaries, transcripts and flashcards, whereas the academy gives you all of that plus exclusive videos and audios for the season-based episodes explaining the vocabulary, exampling them, giving you quizzes, writing assignments and weekly speaking classes on Zoom. But if you were just here for part one of this conversation, then I thank you very much for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed the show. Do grab that free worksheet by clicking the link in the show notes. My name's Charlie and I will see you next week on the British English Podcast. Podcast.